You have chosen God Hates Jags to teach you all about what just went down Saturday night at the bank. Largest comeback in Jacksonville Jaguars history. Third largest comeback in NFL playoff history. Oh, that's all I got. That's my intro. That was <laughs> exciting. That's as far that as I got. Hard. But it was abrupt. Try to come at you with a yeah. lot of energy quickly. And then and with good reason, man. With good reason. Nice. But we are here again. It, it seemed hard. I'm, I'm going out of town. So I'm going to be watching. We'll, you know, we'll talk more about the divisional game. But I'm going out of town. So I'm going to be watching the Kansas City game from North Carolina. It was the logistics, you know. Can we, re- can we pod this week? How's our producer schedule looking? It's, it's tough sledding out there when you're in such a you know, popular demand as the Jags are right now. But uh, we're not used to this. This postseason yeah. potting, you know, I didn't know how the schedule was going to work. That's true. Right. Uh, during, but this is before the show. But honestly, right before the show, we were down quite a bit. Like we didn't think we'd able, we'd be able to turn this, you know, pot around and actually make it. But we're making it happen. And then the second half rolled around, and all right. of a sudden things started clicking. You know. And we finally similar got circumstances. Are <laughs> yeah, you talking about the saying. game or our <laughs> our ableness to pod? Both or both? Okay, because one and yeah, the same, Sean. I like a month and a half ago when we we're four and eight. Uh, you know, the wife and I, producer and host, we uh were like, you know, we've been we've been working hard on the pod. Like, we need to get away, so we made a trip to North Carolina, and I was like, you know, in complete jest, just like. Oh man, you know, like we might have to put a pause on the trip. I'm gonna have to watch the game from somewhere. Just kidding, because obviously we weren't going to the playoffs at the time. But God dang it, here we are. It's beautiful. I mean, the, the we actually had to make plans. You're gonna be able to enjoy yourself up there while you're getting mobbed by people on the street as the host of God Hates Jags, the oh, best you know. upcoming Jaguars podcast. I'm bringing a lot of Jags gear. It's only, you know, a couple day trip, but I'm bringing extra. Usually I'm a very bare minimal packer for trips, but uh, I'm going to bring in some extra clothes with me. I'm bringing all, I'm superstitious guy, so I'm bringing all my different Jags rags, you know, see which ones are bringing the good luck that week. So, uh, oh man, whenever I travel, I always represent with Jags gear, no matter where I am. I've been wearing the same Jaguar, like 25 year old polo. Uh, every week since we started the the basically the last the last three or four weeks of wins and now i can't not wear it during again yep you're gonna have to keep it going whatever works but yeah this is uh officially our first postseason pod i guess last episode normally would be us talking about the offseason but I don't know. I think this counts more because this is of course actual, it counts more. Yeah, this is this is we're still alive. The playoffs are happening, and we are one of eight teams left. Much different than the first two seasons of God Hates Jags. Uh, there were no there were, we're no playoff pods to be had. Yeah, it was season. far and few between. <laughs> this is not the first, but the second. Yeah, the hopefully that will not are... be the last. The fact that we're one of eight teams remaining still playing games is just insane compared to where we've been the last couple of years. It is crazy. It like going into that week, you know, emotions were high. There was a lot of confidence, but dang, if that confidence didn't just get eviscerated in the first 10 minutes of that game. Oh my like, god. That was you know, it's already Shimmer. been dubbed a couple different things. I like the rally by the river. I'm a fan of that title when we're looking in the uh the annals of history of what this game is gonna mean to the <laughs> fandom. Uh, what about the Duval deficit? <laughs> the Duval deficit. That's all right. <laughs> I'm done for that. I've heard cardiac comebacks somewhere, uh River City rally, like there's you know a couple handful of different versions, but I, I four by four, four by ooh. four. That's ooh. <laughs> and that's what decent. about four give and four get? <laughs> ooh. ooh, that's good too. Forgiven <laughs> and forgotten. Yeah, that exactly. is good. 
Because we've for- this is all we've already forgotten dome, all about the Chargers. <laughs> They're all off the dome. All off the dome. Uh, but that was, was a roller coaster of emotions. I didn't. You know, all right, so uh, we, didn't, we didn't watch together. I never told you the story of me watching, which is I went to my brother's house. Mostly because he was making a meal that I really wanted to have. <laughs> Solid reason. Well, what was the meal? Yeah. Brisket. <laughs> Makes it like nice. Mima used to make. It's damn good. Anyway, uh, thanks, so, Mima. Uh, so I went there and I was watching, and obviously we had you know five turnovers in the first half, and at one point it's twenty-seven nothing, and we had just fumbled a punt, and I went, all right, I'm gonna go watch the rest of them, right? And <laughs> so I get in the car. And I turned the radio on, listen to the game. And the moment I turned the radio on, they scored. And as I'm driving home, I had this sudden realization that I was watching the game in Fruit Cove. So I wasn't in Duval County. I was in St. John's County. You crossed, and as I'm you crossed into back, We started doing better. Yeah, you <laughs> so were I in... watched the rest of the game in the second half by myself <laughs> in my house, screaming like a crazy person. Yeah, but screaming like a crazy person inside of Duval. And I'm pretty sure that's the only reason they won. Well, welcome back to the Graceland. You never want to leave county lines. Yeah. Like, see, I can only get away with it because this is an away game. I so I'm allowed never to go on my vacation. Game at his house again. <laughs> yeah, that was, those were, those were bad vibes. Like it just, I was so excited. Like I had, you know, people over, I had like brother-in-law and his wife who like, you know, like to represent they live here they're not like you know diehard jags fans you know sports people but like they got their gear they like you know they're doing their best to support and it's kind of like you know secondhand embarrassment i'm like what the, God, what the fuck y'all guys doing i'm trying to like impress some friends here show them why football is cool and you're doing this shit so they were they were they were disappointing me but god damn it that wasn't the greatest con- like, i don't know what to talk about first like do i want to talk Trevor, four touchdowns. Do I want to talk about just some of the greatest coaching I might have ever seen wearing well, a Jags visor? Like, on Doug. Oh, my God. The defense stepping up in the second half. Like, there's – I don't – where do, Patrick, tell me where to go with this. Well, I, I would say, like, the credit is so divided, like, amongst the team. Like, Trevor obviously completely turned his game around. But, I mean, the coaching – it, I mean, just going back weeks and weeks into the beginning of the season, the coaching is what is making the team play the way they are. And the defense, the defense played great the second half, but a lot of blame has to go on the Chargers coach as well or their whole game plan. They, they yeah. barely ran the ball in the second half. And um, Justin Herbert was overthrowing dudes. Uh, he was taking a page out of Trevor Lawrence's book in the first quarter, missing guys, overthrowing them. But the fact that we didn't get any turnovers and still were able to pull that out is, I think, the craziest part. Yeah. Like, yes, coming back is crazy, but we came back without even getting a turnover. Yeah, that's first time ever. I think the stat is uh, it's now for games to be five or more turnovers. Uh, it was zero and 26 all time. Like, you know, if you had five negative five, you lost, like it's now one in 26. So we're the one <laughs> to ever be negative five in the turnovers. But yeah, it's not even like it was like, we had like, we fumbled it six times, but got one back on the defensive side. Like we just had zero. Like there was we- never that huge play that got us back. Like the Dallas game, you know, we had that, uh, what was it? Interception or fumbled over right at the goal line. So we had kind of like that two quick scores in like two minutes. So that turned it right. around. This was just defense getting three and outs and offense just constantly going down the field again and scoring on, you know, 70 they, plus whatever type drives. They had the missed field goal, which I don't know if you would consider that a turnover on downs, but like we didn't not only force a turnover, like we didn't even force a turnover on downs besides that missed field goal. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, it looks like the team – we had a total of 21 rushes. ETN had 20 and Trevor had one, which again, 20 carries, 109 yards, five and a half average for ETN. Like that is a sneaky good stat line for being blown out 27 half to, you know, or 27 zero to start the game. Uh, the Chargers had a total of 23 rushes. 
Eckler had the most with 13. Herbert had three. I'm guessing probably a couple were just scrambles. So for a game where they were up 27 to zero, yeah. and I'm not saying you like you can't just go completely conservative, run it every single time because that doesn't work either. But you think they would have it a little bit more than just two more than us. So credit to Doug Peterson to like staying balanced and just keeping the game plan going even down that much. But yeah, that's, once that's again, the that's experience coaching. as a that's the experience as a head coach because they could have ran the ball more to a pick up yards with their fantastic running back, but also bleed the clock. But they were still hiking with 10 seconds on the game clock. And you've got an entire second half to just drown out those minutes and seconds. And they didn't do that. So that experience coming from our coach to plant that seed in our guys, all those little things, including telling Travis Etienne to stay in bounds and telling Trevor, uh, you know, take the short plays if you have to. That's all coming from the experience of, of Doug Peterson, and that's the yeah. advantage to us. The Chargers play calls could be contributed to our defense, though. They were bringing True. the house every time, you know. Like, and to be fair, the Chargers did fire their uh, offensive coordinator. So apparently they weren't too happy either. But that's the scapegoat yeah. fire. That fire I know. Is never – you know how many times the Jaguars fired an offense coordinator? <laughs> like, and we just stuck with a terrible coach, right? Yeah, there was, we do. <laughs> yesterday, I a wish lot. I could remember who to credit to. I, I was driving around off yesterday, and uh, someone on 1010 said, what was it? Like, if you don't think your head coach is the long-term answer, like, don't make them your short-term answer. So, like, just, you know, when you just start firing their, you know, offensive coordinator and passing game coordinator, and they also fired their linebackers that. coach. It's like, well, are you just covering up Band-Aids for Staley? Like, is he really? You got Sean Payton on deck. You could have Sean Payton if you fire Joe's brain and Staley. I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if they reach out to him, even though they still have a coach. Well, the big yeah. thing is that they're cheap. Like Dean Spanos is known for being, he's not going to pay the, and fire yeah. a coach to hire another they're big the football name. Clippers. But, you know, I don't really give uh, two shits about them right now. I just know that our team blew them out of the water. Like when push came to shove and they had to start, you know, dialing it in second half adjustments, like Mike Caldwell starts bringing the house more. That pressure was coming again. I mean, they didn't really have like outside threats. They had, you know, Eckler and Allen in the slot because, uh, you know, Mike Williams was out. And then uh, what's his name? The Palm was it Palmer or their other guy, Carter. He went out for like, a long time. Yeah. So they really had nothing on the outside. So one, once again, Williams and Campbell completely locked down both their receivers. I guess it wasn't that hard of a, of a matchup in the end because they were kind of like, you know, not that creative players playing on the outside, but whew, it just feels so confident. Trayvon Walker I, had the stupid penalty in the second half. It was a good flop yeah. job, but, you know, you shouldn't have pushed him. But you know besides what I that, about have, uh, his penalties yeah. is they're always violent. Yeah. <laughs> like how they're These are just like, I'm very violence. angry. Good. At so. least he's playing his, you know, he is. He's playing his ass off. Yeah. He's trying as hard as he can. And he's, his yeah. are just like, yeah. you know, just going so hard. He can't stop, which I guess, and he's a rookie. I'll take that over like eighth year or whatever pro Joey Bosa just having hissy fits on the sideline or, you know, on the field. So, yeah, I'll take my guy in that circumstance. Joey I Bosa. will say if Trayvon got his hands on the quarterback a little bit more often, he probably wouldn't act so crazy when he actually does. Yeah. But he's just so jumps up. He's like, let me get to him. Right. I um, I think I deserve a little bit of credit, too, for being the level-headed one watching the game <laughs> with Sean. You cannot believe Sean's pessimism after probably the second pick. But it's it's – I try to think of it as – reverse psychology show me you know like i'm like you guys sean you were outside of yourself (laughs) sean was saying bench (laughs) trevor lawrence no but i wasn't saying him because he was bad i was saying bench him to protect him protect him from what this is himself himself shimmer have my back on this Protect you were, you him from not. himself. That was, if a game like that. Game. Um, it's the last game of the season. A game like what that you is how you for? like mentally scar yourself for life. And no, also, no, we were, hey, man, we were down bad, man. If you don't think your quarterback's the long-term answer, you don't think he's the short-term <laughs> no, of answer. Of course I think he's the long-term answer. But <laughs> when, you're, actually, when you're down 
You just have to like think of yeah. any possible yes. way. Your better s- argument is that in the moment I said some heated things yeah, that I didn't, maybe didn't mean. You can't. But he was he was dead ass serious. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't stoop. As I had my strong. my starter <laughs> jacket on and I was upset. I was like, well, of course, this is how they fucking end the season. You know, I popped my collar was, so high I could just barely peek through, and I was I was watching that for like thirty <laughs> minutes, just barely peeking. They've come back from being down seventeen three times this season, but it's you know, in the in the heat of battle, you do crazy shit. Like you just can't, you know. In hindsight, even if we had lost, it'd have been like you know, it was amazing that we got here. What a great season! But in the middle of it, you're like, no, we should win this. Yeah, we're doing like incredibly slightly unlucky things you know tipped ball in the first pass like shit that you just can't control that's kind of what gave me some confidence and when we scored right before halftime i was like okay like it's gonna roll from here oh yeah without that i mean i would have been i didn't i still did not think we would actually pull it off but it gave me a lot more confidence but even after like the third pick it was still so early and they were missing taking advantage of this. So after the third pick, it was still what? I think it was 17. And then they had another field goal and then they, they scored another touchdown after that. But to get that field position and not be up 21, I was like, ah. And we, I think we only had two stops in the first half where they didn't score on us. But still, given those circumstances, getting the ball five times off of us and only coming out with 27 points is still – it gave me hope. How many See, turnovers do they have in our, in their own red zone? You know, they only had to drive – Who what? They started – I know yeah. they started on the 18-yard line twice, and they started on the six-yard line once. I think both of the so, Eckler <laughs> hard to defend against started that. in the red zone. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I think that'd be the big three. So, obviously, that doesn't happen a lot. Those are big opportunities. And for the most part, they did capitalize on them, which, again, just makes the comeback even sweeter. There was no, like, and I feel like, you know, I'm one to say, like, there was bad penalties on both sides. There was definitely some stuff that, like, we were doing, you know, like, Jawan was kind of getting away with some holding and all that. But they were mean mugging our receivers, so bad it was yeah, like it was we ways. had to do I, everything in the second half and we just did it we just put our heads down every single drive <laughs> doug was just getting shit done those play calls that fourth and one calling a timeout switching it up and then trevor got to call his own shot on the two-point conversion like that's beautiful your coach and your like quarterback both kind of go rogue and at the last moment come up with some other you know their own sauce that they like pull off Wait. Trevor call he called that play himself. Yeah, he said he just he kept said, it. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it was supposed to be like some kind of maybe short screen to ETN, but he said I, we're on the one yard line. I'm six foot six. That's I can do this. I I'm think not that might six be foot the one. Tyler Huntley fumbling for ninety eight yard touchdown. He said I got that. It's easy. He Man, after scored, that, he scored that two point conversion before what they they even knew what the play call was. Yeah, right. like, let's go. Right. I'm ready. He saw the gap, like that. and he just was like, fuck this. I'm going to score. Right. <laughs> I'm going to keep the ball in my hands, and I will make sure we get it. And after he scored, he came to the sideline and and just, like, again, just Doug being, like, the professional, experienced coach. Like, he saw him. He was talking to Trevor, and, you know, I he's not, they might see it when they release the sounds of the game, what he actually says. But he, like, taps him on the helmet, taps him on the chest, like saying, basically, you made the right call. Like, how many coaches would have been like, "That's not the fucking play call I played." They'd still be happy, but he just he gave him the props for it, and he's like, "Hey, you scored. That's, Let's move on. Let's move on." Like, you gotta be in there. that brotherhood together. You throw four picks, and you're just like, "You're good. Keep going, dude." You just gotta exactly. You know, so that's why I'm not the coach. That's why Clearly, he gets dude, paid ten million dollars. <laughs> Well, they said on the broadcast that they have, like, what do they call it, winning plays, where Trevor can read the coverage and just change the play to something where they think they can score right then and there. So mm-hmm. he's got, carte, well, you know, carte blanche to just change it if he sees it. And Which I also, think it's, sorry. It, well, it's, it's 
trust. That's like it's something that a, a coach, you know, that I don't think we've had a coach who really can do that in a long yeah. time, like maybe ever. Which again yeah. goes to my whole make your head coach the play caller because then the bond is just such a sacred, yeah. innate thing. Which also, I, you know, I want, I'm trying to live in the present here with this amazing run we got going on. But it's also fun to think about like two, three years in the future when like their minds are just, it's going to be like I did, like Avatar when they're touching their <laughs> little hair tails together and they're in sync. Like that's the shit that's going to be happening where they're just reading each other's minds. Mm-hmm. Those little seedlings are happening now, but it's going to be beautiful. That trust goes both ways too. Cause I, and I think early in the year, that was a lot of like, Doug's calculation with the fourth down calls, you know, because the players are probably like, we want to go for it. And even if Doug didn't think it was fantastic, he was like, all right, because he's earning those players trust by saying, y'all go for it. And then that in return, when he calls these plays and calls timeouts, the players aren't like, what the hell? We had that. He was like, I'm changing the play. And you put that trust goes both ways. And without the team trusting they, each other and Doug, they wouldn't have made that kind of comeback. So, well, I mean, there's also all right. So there was the fourth and one where we're about to snap it, and Doug calls the timeout and then right. changes it. Trevor gets a little upset about it. Trevor does get a little, and then he tells him why, and then he calls. They set up in what the wishbone offense that hasn't been seen in 50 years. <laughs> and style. Calls, literally, it's the option offense and calls a play that goes for 35 yards. That is perfect, right? Which right. that call actually, like Doug's, you know, head coach getting the credit, he gave the credit. He said, uh, Phil Rauscher, I think that's, I'm saying his name right, the offensive line coach, he's the one that came to him with that play. Because I I think it was from one of Doug's press conferences. He said it early in the year, and I think he just recently kind of reiterated it. Like once a week, every other week, you know, periodically, like basically the whole offensive staff gets together and just talks about like, what kind of new plays are you guys working on? Like, you know, is there anything creative that you've been seeing or hearing about? Which is cool that Doug's, you know, humble enough to be like, it's a group effort. It's not just like, you know, my way or the highway. Which is, and then that just keeps your offense constantly fresh. Like I don't know if Andy Reid and other offensive, you know, minded head coaches are doing the same because I don't, you know, not watching all their video. But But it's cool to know our coach is also doing that versus some of the head coaches we've had that sounded like I possibly know more about what's running the offense than they do, and I don't know shit. Right. I'm sure all coaches very refreshing. I'm sure all coaches do it differently, but the really good ones do do those things they get input from everyone on the staff but which is like any job any manager that actually listens to their employees like you know you do this job every day tell me like what's working for you kind of exactly yeah i i cannot love the doug peterson hire like any more than i am right now (laughs) tell us shimmer tell us there was another candidate earlier in the season to be head coach and it's a, you, you know, he's a Jaguar favorite, but unfortunately he was just let go as offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, this is Leffler breaking news for Patrick. Fired. fired <laughs> Did he really get today. fired? Yeah. Fired today. Fired. Oh, Turned down snap. a job with the Jaguars, allegedly. I, it's May truly mind boggling. We interviewed Peterson, waited 40 days interviewed him again and then hired him like if i was a coach or uh the you know gm the owner of some of these other teams i would be like why the fuck did we not interview this guy he has a super bowl ring like yeah, I don't get it either. he got like one or two other interviews and apparently they didn't want him because he was available 40 days later and the only reason why we didn't get left which is because he like you know gave the ultimatum of not wanting bulky like it's we out of all the con decisions he once again kind of didn't make the right decision but he like just ass backwards no, fell we, into it yes, 40 days we fell later. Ass backwards into competence, which That's is amazing. This like, <laughs> incompetence led us to like, how often does that Literally, happen? They were the only, you know what? The smartest thing they ever did was fucking tank. Cause once they got the quarterback, they could get the rest of the pieces. Yeah. But 
And again, Buccaneers, you got a defensive coach firing their offensive coordinator. I don't know if that's more scapegoating. I don't know enough about the Bucs. They got Tom Brady, who's the GOAT. I know he's old and not playing as well, but it's still hard to know how good an offensive coordinator is, I feel like, when you have him because he makes it all better. Yeah, They're going to have Blaine Gabbard starting at quarterback next year unless they get someone. Tom Brady's gone. Yeah, they still got Kyle Trask. See on that rookie contract? I don't know. Brady's definitely going to the the Raiders. We're all in. Like that's a, I feel like the entire NFL. That's that's what's gonna happen. McDaniel's that's where all of the like really big celebrities go. You know, go on tour at the end of their careers. Yeah, exactly. Britney <laughs> in Vegas, Penn and Teller in Vegas. Now we Karen got great. Yeah. yeah, like you it makes tickets. too much sense. The weapons are great, that and they shows got McDaniel's. every Sunday. So it doesn't work on Wednesdays, luck. though. I don't care about Wednesdays. I do care about who's still undefeated on Saturdays. My man Trevor Lawrence. And we're playing like, again on Saturday. And he gets another Saturday game. Keeping Put that it alive. one to the test. That one's going to be a little tougher. Yeah, the big, uh, the big, you know, what's the what's going to break first is Saturday Trevor streak or Patrick Mahomes never losing in the divisional streak. So he got a big uh, clash. That's a more... It feels like a more permanent stat. Yeah, one's a little bit more NFL prove yourself. The other one's a little bit just of a stupid college stat. One's a little bit How many years? Yeah. How many years? Uh, seven. Well, he didn't do 17. So 18, 19, 20, 21. So four years straight, he's won in the divisional round. That means he's due for one, Sean. It's true. It's hard he's to due. beat a team twice. And, you know, all of our players are saying, you know, we left a lot of plays <laughs> on the field. So, you know, they're fired up. Looks like 39 with a chance of snow. So uh, that's going to be Ooh. some interesting weather right there. Chance but it is 430. Snow? At least it's not a night game this time. So probably not snow at 430, I would think. I don't know. I don't live in Kansas City. Do you have the inside scoop on a uniform for us? Uh, they usually do that on Wednesdays. So I would imagine it's going to be – my prediction is going to be uh, white on black. That's – I don't know. Based on not Probably. anything, but maybe teal socks, just a little teal in there. But they should stick with the teal. They the white on teal was my least favorite. I hated it. But the last two times they worn them, they've won. So they're looking a little bit better now. I got those teal, you know, colored glasses while wearing them, watching them win. So I I'm down for whatever. I can't. We can't get all black for some reason. <laughs> Well, it's, it's a, our alternative. We've used them too many why times. Why do they have rules on uniforms? That's they could sell more jerseys if they wore more varieties. It's NFL's dumb. <laughs> well, they loosened up on the helmets now. So, sell some replica helmets. Something to do with money. So, yeah. Damn money. I truly, I'm already, you know, going for it. I'm already locking in a victory against Kansas City, just getting that out of the way. I'm bummed that just like 2017, plane's going to come home, probably land in Jack's around, I don't know, 10, 10, 30, I would imagine, something like that. You know they're heading to the stadium. You know they're opening up the doors and letting people back in, you know, like high school rally style like they did last time. And I'm going to be in North Carolina missing it. Oh, I'm sad. I might have to go if they do that. Please do. Get down there. FaceTime me. I might have to go. I I don't have FaceTime, but I'll call you. (laughs) I'll set up a Zoom. We'll set up a Zoom. We'll set up a Zoom, yeah. I'll do a live pod. Yeah, report. impromptu pod, pod it. Yeah. See if you can't get some quotes. I can guarantee I you none of the players are going to announce, we're going to that Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. Something tells me there won't be any of those this time around. But uh... <laughs> I would love that, though, if, if someone did. It would I loved it the first time. I mean, so did oh, I. Yeah. I'll <laughs> never, in that moment, it was the perfect thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, you're now you're like, ah, got motherfucking Ramsey and everything that went on. Yeah. But in that moment, it was people hated it online. They were like, oh, you're so cocky and all that, blah, blah. I was like, that's what you do. In the moment, that's when you're cocky. Have fun with it. If you can't enjoy he's also it. Like, he's 22 years old. He's just like, you yeah. know, in his second year in the pros, <laughs> he's excited. I mean, whatever. So I'm hoping we get to do that again. I'll be watching from afar. They'll probably usually have it, I think, like on, you know, live on the Jags website or whatever. But man, don't let that happen. I'll be off the walls. (laughs) 
Are you finding a spot up in North Carolina to watch the game? Or are you going to be the obnoxious out of town fan? Uh, yeah. First thing who I was talking about, they're like, you know, you're going to have to see if they can put the game on TV. And I'm like, bro, it's playoffs. We're the only game they have to put it on, but True. we're visiting, uh, cousin TV. What? Don't you have YouTube TV? No, I don't know what that is, but we're going to, I'm uh, sure we're going to, we'll find somewhere. I have a wife's cousin who's a big giants fan. So we're the four thirty game giants are the eight thirty game. So that kind of works out. He said, you know, he's got some kind of spot. So I'm trusting yes. him going the somewhere. Is, is it's Charlotte. not like a regular season game where it'd be impossible to find. Or yeah, exactly. On. Like they have to play this one. It's the playoffs. <laughs> I'll let y'all know if there's any other Jags fans in there. It's the only game on have, TV. Have these, uh, cousins watch the jaguars game with you are they ready for this emotional roller coaster that you're going to go through i hope i hope i don't they better know about duval county because i'm gonna be screaming it they're gonna gonna have four (laughs) hours after the game to watch a whole nother one depending on how it turns out they're gonna have to yeah because you know i feel like (laughs) they're more just like yeah we're watching a giants game whereas i'm like i'm fucking watching the jags dude you know, there's yeah. a difference of how you're gonna watch it. So we'll see what kind of level they're on and see if it matches my level. But I uh, highly doubt that. Probably not. I'm but they also don't have their own Giants podcast, so that's right. We can't all be living the life that we're living here, boys. That's right. Down in the Graceland of Duval County lines. I um I don't know how I feel about this game, man. I, I kind of like the Doug Peterson having the inside scoop on Andy Reid's tendencies, at least more so than a lot of other coaches, but it's a tough, tough task, man. Uh, but flip side, he knows our tendencies then. That's true. Doug learned true. from him. Uh, should we do predictions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already thought I locked mine in. No, I'll go more in depth now. I mean, you, uh, I, I, pretty much expected you would pick a win what uh do we talk about the game and then make predictions or make predictions and then talk about the game i mean i don't don't remember what we're uh how this game works my thoughts you want to know about my thoughts against the kansas city chiefs all right against patrick mahomes against all right i'll tell you here we go this is what i think about what's about to go down up in kansas city missouri step one Cover Travis Kelsey. This is this is news breaking stuff right here, guys. Uh, I, I don't know if they've thought of that. These step, are a new step segment, number two. John's keys to success. <laughs> step number two, little guy named Patrick Mahomes. Or Keep your eyes to the sideline. <laughs> Find out what the fuck his brother Jackson Mahomes is doing because he needs to be what made a deal with this? Sean has mentioned this guy twice in the last week. What? Why do you? He's just. What is the deal? He's he's just very hated being, on for being yeah. a douchebag for being just a TikTok. Being Patrick Mahomes' yeah. little brother is what he's. So he why just, does anyone give a shit about him? Why was? Because you why, don't just. What is the victory? Questions. Just want to know. Yeah. Patrick, on the internet, you just don't ignore stupid things. You have to talk about stupid things. So people, it's more fun to point out and bitch about him. Then just like let him fade into obscurity. So you have to. What does he do? Like go on like rants and like. No, he just dances. <laughs> on the sidelines, he dances and uploads them. So do all the cheerleaders. <laughs> he does like uh, what the kids are doing. He does yeah. the TikTok dances. Oh, he like did how go... people didn't like Juju Smith Schuster because he was dancing. Exactly. Yeah. So imagine Juju Smith Schuster, but like on IR. So he's not actually out on the field. He's like on the I sideline. do love how Patrick is everyone's dad. <laughs> just <laughs> why? why on the just, internet, Patrick. I've heard of people put stuff that they hate the as well as what they I'm like, what is this guy? He Sean did the voice. Last year when Washington unveiled some little like memorial spot on off the side of the field for sean taylor uh it was the same game that the chiefs were playing so he was there and he just like tiktok danced on his like little memorial number on the sidelines so he got a lot of flack for that you know kind of being disrespectful but uh he just literally when i think of patrick mahomes i've been like brainwashed by internet to think of his tiktok dancing brother and his like 
angry, argumentative wife on Twitter because her big thing is she gets on Twitter and argues with fans if they like criticize Patrick Mahomes or something. So we All don't right. have to worry about that here in Jacksonville because Marissa, <laughs> our girl, Trevor's wife, instead of arguing with people online, she makes reservations for Waffle House. So they yeah. are not the same. <laughs> But uh, did they? Do you think they called ahead and were like, "Yo, we're about to roll in with like yeah, 20 That's what he said. She called and made oh, a reservation. Really? Yeah, he he had a joke about it at the podium. Like that might have been the first reservation in you know like Waffle House history. Which Waffle House was it? That I don't know. I'm not sure. But some people have already been finding Waffle, Waffle Houses, houses near Kansas City, just in case. That's hilarious. What'd you say? I was saying Saturday night Waffle Houses are usually popping off like, oh, yeah. around 2 o'clock in the morning. So They said they went about 20 deep. Or you... Brought some people. Wow. Yeah. He got there the uh, like like southern steak sandwich or something, and then he also got a pecan waffle. Sean, <laughs> you know way too much information about that. I literally just watched his, his post or uh, his podium. They do – they have availability. It's like a five-minute video I watch. It's on their Twitter. It's meant for everybody. The sounds of the game came out. I know. We need to wrap up this pod so yes, I can go yeah. watch it. I got to watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm trying to finish dinner. Eat real quick. Do I have time to right, watch then. it? I wasn't going to start it. We got a lot of stuff we got to knock out. Let's All right. Do the we're we're going to cover Did Travis you ever... Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and not look at Patrick Mahomes' brother. Oh, yeah. That, too. That was no, step but, two. But for real, step though. Step-by-step analysis. Brought to you by Sean. We got first day of practice. McCole Hardman didn't practice, so we'll have to see where that's going. He has an abdomen injury, and apparently Chiefs, you know, social media is saying, like, I guess McCole Hardman is kind of that guy where injuries keep popping up for him. Um, you know, since no Tyreek Hill, like, he's one of their top targets. Him and Juju Smith-Schuster are, you know, their two two main guys. So, and Juju, I think, isn't he's mostly like a slot guy, right? So... Jerry Hernan. I thought uh, Keenan Allen was going to get burnt all game with Keenan Allen, but didn't seem to happen. So hopefully he'll have good success against uh, Juju in the slot. So if McColl's kind of banged up, I don't. How much do they have on the outside? They've got the other hyphenated receiver, Valdez Scantling. I am not afraid of that guy at all. They also have Kadarius Tony, who scored on us last time. So the Chiefs, I don't think they're worried about who's catching the ball. I think it matters who's throwing it to them. Yeah. True. That's uh. I mean, I I try to think of, like, advantages. Like, I think if you're breaking it down, like, on defense, they have Chris Jones, who's a, a monster. Um, and he – I don't remember exactly how he played, but he had a pretty good game against us last time. But Fortner's got more experience. Uh, Fortner really is on the uh, injury report this week. He's got a back – he practiced limited today, but he does have a back. So we well, need we him full back. strength. <laughs> well, his back is a little bit more hurt than ours. <laughs> so he better be uh, full I mean, strength come he's Sunday play. or Saturday. Uh, yeah. Coach, I mean, Andy Reid is one of the best, but I also think Doug Peterson's one of the best. Uh, quarterback, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. Uh, wide receivers, though? I like the way our wide receivers uh, produce with what they have. Um, it's just all around, it's going to be tough, dude. And, uh, I mean, Shimmer, what are your thoughts? Well, I was actually um, – I wanted to look up, like, because we played them before, uh, the stats. Basically, Patrick Mahomes picked us apart for 331 yards and four touchdowns. They beat us 27-17. Trevor didn't have a bad game. Uh, he had 259 yards and two touchdowns, both of them to Christian Kirk. And Travis Kelsey didn't exactly kill us. He, I mean, he had a decent fantasy day. He had like 80 and a touchdown on six catches. So, mm -hmm. And we weren't like out of that game. You know, uh, they no. definitely beat us, but we weren't You know, at any point. It, um, I think they'll play them a lot tighter in this game. Uh I mean, I'm going to predict a win just because I can't predict anything else. <laughs> it's the guy yeah, playoffs. I'm not I going can't against, pick against us now. Yeah, we keep picking. If all three of us 
you know, all three of us combined can will them to victory, I think. So um, um, we're willing them again. If our like, I know the Chiefs game, uh, we in the second half, we held them to just a touchdown. Basically, our offense and defense after halftime gets the fire lit under their asses and comes to play. Whatever it is, the first half, we just on both sides of the ball, we usually start just real slow. We have to like if we find a way to avoid that, if we can start yeah. high, if we can get 10 points in the first, you know, two or three possessions and, you know, only hold them to, you know, seven or 10 points on the first like three or four possessions, we can get like two punts, two out of four punts on the Chiefs. Like, mm-hmm. don't you know, apparently we've shown we can come back from 27 zero, but let's not make a habit out of it. Like if there was ever a week, Josh Allen went on record today saying he's not going to be the Josh Allen that Patrick Mahomes saw last time. I hope this man just comes with the fieriest fire of a burning passion in his belly. Like I need to see it. Roy Robertson Harrison. I'm already hearing about Roy Robertson Harrison talking to Trevor for the sounds of the game. I can't wait to go watch this thing. Like he's been playing like the he Chargers really game, he was stellar. Yeah, it was amazing. In that the, in the first game, half, he, he played a great game. In the uh, the Titans game, he had a great game. He's I like Roy Robinson Harris a lot. Well, he got a shot. All right, so we are, according to Bleacher Report, we are eight and a half point dogs in the game. That means they're favoring the Chiefs by a touchdown and more than a touchdown. Uh, and they have it as a pretty high-scoring game with over-under of 53. I'm obviously picking the Jaguars to win. I think I would smash the over and the Jags to cover. Uh, I think Jaguars win 32-30. to 30. Uh, And there are not one, but two safeties in this game. But one, two of course, safeties? We give one update and we get one. Jeez, oh, what a <laughs> crazy stat. I like it. Two All safeties. right. Or prediction, I guess. Not a stat. Yeah, it could be a stat. Uh, a week from now, it'll be a stat if it happens. A crazy prediction. I, I'm thinking, um, well, if it snows, that would, well, I'm going to say 29-27 Jags. Um, you got and you got safety ETN. in there, too? Huh? Do you have a safety in there as well? No. I'm going to say ETN has a rushing and a receiving touchdown. More likely prediction. <laughs> Trying right. not to be outlandish here. Yeah, we got some weather. We got some some chills coming in. Maybe some frost. Maybe it could be just a, a, a smidge lower scoring than what some might think. So I don't know if we're going into the 30s in this game. I'm gonna go Chiefs 24. Jags. 27. <laughs> I think I'm calling it's going to be tied up like, you know, a couple minutes left in the game. We're going to go up and get that field goal, go up 27-24. Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball back and they're going to, you know, be moving with it a little bit and they're going to have like a game-tying field goal that they miss. That's my end of game prediction. They're going to miss on a field goal as time expires. Great. Man, the coming off of that game, the amount of confidence that they have to have, but also hopefully that leads to just playing playing free and not uptight. I think that's going to be like a huge difference for us. Because um, the run of the games we've had, they have to have that level of confidence, but they also have to be like, they cannot expect to be at this point. No, None of the players probably expected to be at this point so they have to play with that freeness and that they're just like hey dude we're just here it is what it is we're gonna do what we can and if we lose it's on the next season the titans game we only had the lead for the last three minutes of the game chargers we technically never had a lead during the game we only had a lead as time expired they have to be playing with the most like they're like you know they must be feel unstoppable like no matter what happens they we're not to. giving up. Like, 
we will find a way. We have proven that we can find a way. And that's that grittiness that, well, that drags your ass. What did Ray Sean say? We're just cockroaches. We refuse to die. Correct. Was that your auntie? <laughs> we, we got bangers coming left and right. Doug today had some kind of thing saying like, I don't know if we're playing with like our money or house money, but like either way we're cashing in something kind of along those lines. And I was like, our team is just, we're rocking and rolling. We're ready. We got Foyer said, uh, I don't, what do you say? I don't like our odds, but I like my chances. <laughs> yeah. Don't like the odds, but they're I like nice. our chances. They believe they're in right, themselves. They're, that shit they're, gets me and... so hyped up. No, how many can't. t-shirts can you make off of Jag slogans this year, man? Let's oh do it. Oh, my God. These companies, you're lucky. Like, <laughs> you're welcome. They're just giving you – I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt of a quote that Dewey Wingard said a month ago, and they're like, let's start printing them on some shirts. They probably make I got an idea for a shirt. shirt. I'm going to say it off the pod because I don't oh. want anyone to steal it. But yeah, I'll that's tell right. Oh. So be on the lookout for uh, God Hates Jags merch. Coming That's spring right. of 2026. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he put out there, but yeah, yeah <laughs> we got it. <laughs> it's coming eventually. Um, I got a good question for you guys. Are we if kicking into it? One. I'm ready. If we all have one, that would be a total of three. Three, 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 three question. Three, 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 three question. Three, 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 three question. All right. Um, I wanted to know your guys' opinion on this. Which one of last year and this year's, which one of, I never thought I'd say this, Trent Balky's free agents made your favorite play in the Chargers game? Ooh. Let me get in my Trent Balky mode. Man, him with Doug after the game. Did y'all see that video? No. Yeah. Uh, I'll send it to you, Patrick. He was yeah. I, Trent Bulky is my favorite kind of hype dude where he pushes people, you know? I love that. I oh, love yeah, a like a lane? Yeah, we were just so you're just like, <laughs> fuck yeah! I love that. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Specifically the Chargers game. Free eight. It, it has to be one of the pass cat. Literally... All four pass catchers he's brought in free agency the past years all caught a touchdown. And three of the four, like Marvin Jones had a quieter night, like 30 yards and a touchdown. The other three had like 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown. So that's really hard to pick from. I feel like it's got to be one of them, though. I'm going to go with, I'll go with Christian Kirk just because he got the most hate in the offseason for the contract and all that. And the man put up 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns in the regular season. First playoff game for us, he put up like 70-something yards or 80-something yards and a touchdown. Had some great plays. Like, I'll go with him. There was even, like, there was a couple times, like, Zay, he was getting mugged, but I also thought he kind of gave up when one of the interceptions. So, you know, not that I have anything against Zay, but I'm trying to find something to differentiate. So I'll go with my Mm -hmm. man, Christian. I feel like he deserves it. That man earning his, his contract. Definitely. Um, this is a tough call. I want to pick someone on defense, but uh, I got a couple. Like, uh, like who? Yeah, Evan Ingram led the team in receiving yards. Was we'll he the leader? Yeah, uh, he had ninety-three yards. Kirk had seventy-eight. Zay Jones had seventy-four. Marvin Jones had twenty-nine, and all four of them had a touchdown. And all four of them got signed by Balky. So. Uh, the and not to mention, and now, and now Shimmer, Agnew, may I interject for average, just one moment? Oh, go ahead. And, and may I add, Marvin Jones probably won't be with the team next year, but it was okay because we have another free agent slash trade and Calvin Ridley coming in. Oh, really? Um, bulky might be one of the know. worst drafters of wide receivers of all time, but he's great at free agent and trade wide receivers. So just throwing <laughs> that out there. <laughs> All right, continue, Shimmer. Sorry. Uh, well, he also signed Jamal Agnew, who averaged 33 and a half yards per kick return uh, and giving us good field position. Um, Aluakon leads the NFL in tackles. Did he finish first? I don't I don't even know. Yeah, but two he years is. in a row. Wow. So 
I mean, he flies all across the field, but ultimately I got to give it to Evan Ingram. I think he's easily the best receiving tight end we've ever had. And uh, I mean, as far as, at least as far as talent and athletic ability go. Uh, so he, he had the touchdown favorite. to start the comeback too. Yeah. Was he, is he just talking this season? Is he a top three tight end this season? Darren Waller was hurt a lot of the year. I think Stop Mark five. Andrews lost a couple games. Plus, you know, five. Lamar was out. He's not better than Andrews, Kittle, or Kelsey. Even Hawkinson's playing pretty good. Yeah. He got traded. The Lions traded him to an in-division opponent thinking, like, that. you know how little you have to think about a player to do that kind of a trade? And then he yeah. had a great year after that. All right. Top five, though? That's crazy. I think he I'll is top, top five right now, yeah. at least this year. Most statistics, I would assume. All right, Sean. You I, got uh, one? Oh, wait, you I really like the uh, Folaranzi Fadakasi sack on the last Chargers drive, uh, just because that fucking got me pumped. <laughs> I would, I would go with him since you guys both would offense. So, gave some the defense some love. Yeah, like what a time for him and Roy Robertson Harris to like be stepping up. Right. I have a theory last that I couple think weeks. Trayvon plays a, a role in that. I think you have to count for him, which opens up the middle. Like yeah. he may not be getting to the quarterback, but yeah. he is run right. stuffing. He's he's dynamite already. Like he's, he's got that down. Yeah, you know, now mean, he's has to learn a couple of pass rush. He's moves. doing what they always said Taven Bryan was supposed to do, but he just never <laughs> did. <laughs> he's been which a disruption. Looks like we're going to be in that uh, Taven Bryan drafting area this year in them 20s hopefully uh bulky's got a little bit better of an idea than uh than caldwell had back in the draft day draft another weapon for travel you can never have i'm all for it maybe quentin johnson draft a cornerback hey hey well we're, we're not on draft talk well, right well, now well, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right shimmer i know you came prepared for a game or for a question <laughs> he always uh, does yeah but i i think yours is probably better than mine so i'm gonna let you go uh go next man i think mine might be i might have to call an audible i might be going i might be calling my own number trevor style because i'm going to say what my question was going to be tell me if it's too similar to patrick's i was going to say who is your like the most unsung hero of that game Mm. is that slightly i mean because obviously there's more options there's the whole team but is that just us picking another player to talk about for a minute i think all right i got i got something uh it's it is a question and the question is, if the Jaguars go to the Super Bowl, we're going, right? Uh, yeah. I think if I can do it for under her, oh, we said let's set a price okay. for all of the listeners out there. What's our what's our price? I think I could do I think I could do one k. Is that feasible for a Super Bowl? I think it. I mean, if we <laughs> stay in a fucking crack motel and drive there we might be able to do it for 1k just on I'll, a ticket i'll bring a tent i'll camp outside i would imagine the, the worst ticket's probably a thousand but it's probably more than that's super bowl but the other thing is it's the jaguars in the super bowl which means all the prices are coming down to hopefully like bring it down a little because who's going mm-hmm. i mean half the tickets as long as we play somebody who's not that big a fan base it's affordable they got to pick one of like Five stadiums we can't drive to. <laughs> All these East Coast places could have been. They're picking. Here's my thought. Process. Arizona. I've said this for years. If the Jaguars ever make it, I have to go because who knows if I'll ever see it happen again in my lifetime. So you just go because it. You know, knowing this team, something may happen. <laughs> so I think you just got to take a shot. I'll do it. I'm in. I'm in. Don't yeah. care the prices. You hear that, producer? Don't care <laughs> the prices. I'm going. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. I uh, yeah yeah I you coming. Patrick, I want you coming to go. With this? I mean, I want to go. You I'm love also traveling. Thinking like, of this course, right I up do. your alley. And of course, I would love to be there. But I also I'm thinking about like, I would also love to be with, like as many friends and family as possible. So, and obviously they all couldn't be there if we were to win it. So it's tough. Yeah. I would, I would, you can there live or be with everybody being like in a setting with everyone, which everyone can't make it to the game. So that's where I'm conflicted. But 
you you could not tie me down and keep me from going to the Super Bowl parade. I would not miss that for the fucking Dude, world. We're going down the St. John's, right? Like that's why we have the St. John's to. for a boat party town. Like that would be. No, I think they would cross do it downtown. Raise there. up the no intended, but what? I think they do said, it we'll downtown. So people can actually there. like. Well, that's what I just said. On... The St. John's, brother. Oh, you think yeah. they'll be on boats? Yeah, boat parade down yeah. St. John. Fireworks, raise, raise the Main Street Bridge. The landing, that open grass would just be concerts and fun stuff. Oh, dude, I would take the kayak out in the St. John's and be like, what's up? Let me get a kayak. I got a spare. Oh, my God. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> Trevor Lawrence pulling a uh, a Tom Brady, get wasted, throwing the, the trophy on a boat, eating some, some Waffle House. Dude, dude. I, will, I will be throwing waffles at the team. Every Waffle House would be packed in the city. Their stock had to have had a bump. They had to see like some good vibes from because they've been talking about it on like NFL Network and stuff. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm there. I'm down. Let's make it happen. All right, what do I got? My question. Uh, my question is that I want to know what you guys think about me stalling here. Um, I love it. <laughs> all right. Trevor just hit up Waffle House, but it is, if you could give him, if you could give the team one more recommendation of where to go for a night out of town restaurant, like where, where's the next best late night after this victory, when they come back, where are they eating after Waffle House? What's the next go-to move in Jacksonville? For a late night spot? Uh, uh. I mean, if they're showing up late night, it's got to be fourth meal, dude. Taco Bell. (laughs) Just just Taco Bell in it? Yeah. They're about to live moss. There's nothing else (laughs) open. Once you go to the Waffle Waffle House, that's it. That's your option. (laughs) I mean, they go to McDonald's. Mm, True. Four hours a day. Also, I have a bone to pick because I think we had a question on our last week's pod in your Trevor trivia of where Trevor goes to eat after every victory. And clearly it's not Chick-fil-A because we have <laughs> photo I will find the news evidence that he did not go to Chick-fil-A. He I went bet to he went to Chick-fil-A uh, on Monday. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'll find I the need article. to get I'll send it back you. at least, and then we'll go back and edit the steps. Um, all right. Uh, you convinced the producer to go ahead and go back and edit it. <laughs> and you got yourself a deal. By the yeah. way, Sean, uh, Waffle House does not have publicly traded stock, so we cannot check that. <laughs> nah. Damn, Waffle House. About to go invest. Although they do have a cryptocurrency, so they got Ooh. that going for them. Waffle coin? <laughs> I think it's Waffle yes. House dollars. Shop coin. Yeah. Very catchy. Waffle House dollars. All the... Uh, <laughs> The kids online are, are lining up for the Waffle House dollars. All right. <laughs> um, well, so sounds like Patrick came correct for us this week. He's got a little something, something he worked out. So let's see what kind of game he has ready for us. I do. Uh, in honor of, I would say, out of all the God Hates Jags hosts I have, Shimmer is in the top three for sure. And today is his birthday. Ah, oh, it is. So, in honor of Shim Sham's birthday, I have some celebrities that share your birthday. Oh, wow. And I will need you guys to guess what year they were born on this, the 17th of January. Let's play a game, motherfucker. All right, so we're going to start with uh, Jim Carrey. What year was Jim Carrey born on the 17th of January? This requires a lot more math. (laughs) What? I didn't listen. Jim Carrey? Why the fuck are we talking about Jim Carrey? He was born on January 17th. 
I know a lot that were born on, on this date. I don't so know. Is it a yes or when. no thing? I'm gonna say true. He was born that day. Yes. You have to guess what John, year he was born. Clearly, what didn't year? listen. Oh, 1963. Shimmer. 1964. <laughs> Sean is closest. Jim Carrey was born in 1962. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I've got a handful here, so let's keep it rolling. Ray J. Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> wow. Famous for being a singer, amongst other things. 1984. 85. Uh, Ray J was born in 1981. Damn it. Um, What about one Alfred Capone? Is that a distant relative of Al Capone? That is that actually is Al Capone. <laughs> Al Capone born on my birthday? That's right. Wow. I was pumped about Ray J. Uh, <laughs> 1890. 1890? Yep. 1891. I don't like Shimmer to dictate how I make my answer, so I go, I'm just... <laughs> no, you don't want him dictating anything. Uh, Shimmer... <laughs> Gets the point. Al Capone was born in 1899. Ah, uh, got him. All right, let's see. Two to one. Jake Paul. Who's that? He Paul? is. He's an internet celebrity, Sean. You know who he is. Logan Paul's brother. Like I know he's a person. I know I've heard his name, but like who? Like what age bracket is he? That's up for you to tell me. Well, I guess if he's an internet person, I'll say 1992. 93. Uh, Jake Paul, 1997. Shimmer with the point. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, Michelle Obama. Do you need to know who that is, Sean? Oh, no. I love me some Michelle. Um, Let's see. Hold on. I'm doing some math in my head. I'm going to say 1966. 67. Michelle Obama, 1964. Oh, no. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Um, 1980. 81. <laughs> what is the point of this game? You should let me go first. But you it's don't. in honor of Sean I want you to have your own opinions. I'm just playing the odds, Fred. Dwayne Wade, 1982. Three to three. Uh, all right, Zoe Deschanel. Down, Shimmer, you go first. Okay. Zoe <laughs> Deschanel, 1979. 1980. Sean, with it on the docks, 1980. It. I will award him an extra point. Uh, what? Benjamin Franklin. Sean, you Ooh. go first. Uh, I will say 1740. Shimmer. 1739. Benjamin Franklin. 1706. Shimmer oh, with the point. Dang. Uh, Betty White, Shimmer. Ooh. Um, Betty White was born on 1922. Sean. Betty White? 23. Betty White, 1922. Shimmer with the double points. Oh! All right, in the home stretch. Uh, Muhammad Ali, also known as Cassius Clay, birth name. Ooh, uh, uh, Sean, first. 1938. Shim Shan. 39. 1942. Ooh. Uh, Steve <laughs> Harvey. Oh. <laughs> You can't say that on TV. 
rocking mustache on that man. Steve Harvey was born in 1983. 84. Sean with the point. 1957. <laughs> All wow. right, a couple more here. Maury Povich. Wow. 16. 40. Uh, 59. <laughs> uh, Wait, that's Maury a horrible Hovich. guess. 1939. Yes. I said that I fast. No one kept score. We're going to wrap it up. These two were born in the same year. So, Little John and Kid Rock. Wow. <laughs> what a list. <laughs> hmm. 1970. Seventy-one. Shimmer on the dot with a double point. What birthday? And You're welcome. Triple points. I said Thank that. Congratulations and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you, Shim Sham. I all I want for my birthday is a Jaguar Super Bowl. And you know what? They're at least going to deliver this week, Saturday, four thirty, Kansas City. Five years to the day of Miles Jack wasn't down. Good vibes are coming this time, though, because we're going to bring home the victory. You guys are going to head to the stadium. I'll be up in the Carolinas viewing from afar. But I got a feeling, I got in my heart, we got another victory pod in us. So we're going to sign up this week for God Hates Jags, but we're going to see you real soon talking more victory pods. We're going to will it into existence. You so know on behalf of myself, Patrick and Shimmer. You guys stay good out there. We're going to go watch some sounds of the game. Go Jags. Go Jags.